This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Second hour of the program. Welcome back. Appreciate you being with us. Ramia's right there in the main campus at the studio in Toronto. Kelly McDonald here at our studio, home studio, London, Ontario, and at his home studio to come to talk, as he likes to do at the beginning of our second hour on Fridays, sports, Mr. Brock Richardson. I'm Brock Richardson, and I love sports. As a former pro athlete, I bring you the sports angle beyond the headlines, plus parasport news and analysis. At this point, I generally ask, Brock, what's your leadoff item? But I sense, Hark, maybe here is more of it. Brock has something he wants to say. Am I correct, Mr. Richardson? Something nope, you not today. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> not today. I not thought to- we've given you enough already <laughs> that for sure. He is not engaging. No, I'm glad wow. we didn't have him with us on the break. My goodness, Terrible he'd be broadcaster, going on. my goodness. Still, what happened to the yes and attitude? <laughs> He'd still be laughing at the stuff you were saying on the break that's not fit for radio. No, no. Or television. If, uh, Kelly, or if that. What happens on the back <laughs> channel? Sorry. If I started if I started talking about it, it would be very obvious that I wasn't paying attention. So, so <laughs> that's why not today. Uh, All right, pal. Well, let's get into the leadoff item then, man. What do you have for us? <laughs> so today I wanted to chat, and I usually bring you guys a story or something that's been going on, but today I wanted to talk about the Toronto Raptors. The Toronto Raptors sit here and they are two wins and four losses. They've uh, lost to the Portland Trailblazers and they've lost twice to the Philadelphia 76ers and they lost once to the Chicago Bulls. If we look at this, first of all, they should have won against the Portland Trailblazers. That should have been a win. Then they should have won against the Chicago Bulls, in my opinion. The way that game just totally... Things were happening. Referees were involved. Not going to get into that. This is a team that should have been four and four as we sit here. Sure, you gave you gave two away to Philadelphia. I, I can live with that. But I think what we're looking at now is this is a team under Darko Ryakovich who is learning systems, who is doing the right things, and they're playing really, really good for some portions of most of their games. However, what we need to see now is putting it all together and saying we need to see this all together, like we saw with Milwaukee, where they basically blew the doors off them and said, yeah, we're just going to come in here and and beat you guys up, no problem. And then they fall to Philadelphia. So for me, this is an inconsistent Toronto Raptors team. But the one thing you and I talked about, Kelly, offline was the back-to-backs, and I know you have some strong feelings on this, so I'll let you run with this one well i just want to say too that philly is a different beast and uh, unfortunately i when i see people getting to the line uh through fouls and scoring problem uh, when i see run run outs because we've had a turnover which is all about the learning the systems that you spoke of this is all new they, they are huge in defense right now love to see that their offense is better than i've seen it in a while on a seemingly more consistent basis maybe until teams take them more serious back-to-backs 
Um, we have this system in the NBA where you'll get a game, maybe I'll go to another town, play a game the next night. Um, they've even done this back-to-back -back where you may play two games in the same location. I'm not sure how big that's going to be this year. I haven't looked at the schedule enough to know. Last year, they started right away with it. I'm a believer that if you have back-to-back -back games when it comes to basketball, you should either be playing the same team or... And I mean back to back in the same location or going to one playing in one barn and going to the other cities, you know, the other team's barn and doing it or the team you're playing on Wednesday after your Tuesday night game should have had a Tuesday night game as well. I don't see the use of this. I know they'll say, well, to fit the schedule in, this is what we're doing. But yet you could do that, have back-to-backs with the same team since you're doing it on a Wednesday and then seeing them again on a Monday or something like that. Put the games together. Put them in the same place because it's not like you don't have a November 1st game with, with a team, Milwaukee or whoever, and play them again in the same in Milwaukee, uh, you know, again two weeks later. Impress it. Change it. I just think when you talk about the product of basketball and if you have a back-to-back -back against a weaker team and then, you know, you're playing a, a stronger team, a top five team, okay, um, if the opponents work that way, but not when you have two top five teams back-to-back. It's just crazy. And when it's not necessary, it's kind of like baseball moving away from double headers, having more venues where you don't have to have two games in a row. Certain fans, Kelly, Used to love that. And I think that, yeah, you're playing a sport. You're a top athlete in the world. These are the challenges of being having millions of dollars to do this. Do it. Yeah. But I also yeah. think well, as a fan, I don't want to watch garbage play because halfway through the second game back to back, your legs are giving out because you're not a bionic. Why am I finding out, like, at the beginning of the game that Philadelphia didn't play uh, since Sunday and the Toronto Raptors are coming off of a back to like when I heard that the other night, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like this is like, it's not even a comparable of, Oh, well, they had one night off. No, they had essentially half a week off before we had a, like, that's not appropriate. Well, people opinion. are going to get upset about resting people. I paid money to see so-and-so. How come he's not playing? We're resting him. Well, you know yeah. what? Why worry about that, folks, when we have these lame back-to-back -back games where you're where you're watching a game that is so terrible because one of the teams played last night and got into town at 5 o'clock in the morning and has another game to play. So yeah, that's the way I see it, Mr. Richardson. I agree. Mr. Richardson, I want to talk about NHL a little bit. Um, you have some significant thoughts about the back of goaltending situation in Toronto's. What are those thoughts? This is something that really bothers me, and it's not just Toronto, but it's seemingly Toronto seems to be this team that says, we're going to run with both of our goalies, Elio Samsonov and Joseph Wool, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going we're gonna to do this until we're blue in the face. And to me, this is kind of ridiculous. I understand the fact that you're going to get your backup goaltender to play, you know, 20 25 games in a season i get that but this whole back and forth is ridiculous it's not helping the toronto maple leafs because you're throwing Ilya samsonov in a game last night against boston didn't look too bad but wasn't great then you know this whole back and forth just bothers me to me it's pick one and let that person have the net because there's nothing worse than you you have the net one night and then you got to sit and go back and go back like let them have a little bit of the feel and and get on a rhythm with the team as opposed to doing this tennis game of back and forth. Pick one and move on. And I agree. I, I Obviously, it's a team who hasn't 
when they don't know. But I don't know how you can know. And we were going back to this, what you were saying with Raptors. Last year, we saw a lot of guys sit on the bench that now we're, they're having to use. And we're seeing them get a chance to get better, to be better in real game activity. And I think that's the way, you know, ideally, you have an idea of who your starter is and who your backup is, even though you've got to make sure to run your backup out there. Of course, uh, I struggle with it, Brock, because goaltenders are at such a premium in the NHL. There's just not enough people, not enough goaltenders to go around. And no. quality goaltenders is another subject altogether. Yeah. Uh, baseball. Sorry. Let's go to baseball. Let's talk a little World Series. Could you bring us uh, up to speed on this World Series, which has terrible numbers, I might add, by the way, folks, uh, between the Texas <laughs> yeah. Rangers and Arizona Diamondbacks? Yeah, it's uh, it's over. The Texas Rangers have won the uh, game. And I have to be honest with you, I got a feel for Arizona Diamondbacks starting pitcher Zach Gallen, who literally threw seven innings of no-hit baseball, and then the bullpen came in and just totally, totally puked it up on them. I mean, this was a team that really most people should would have said, yeah, they shouldn't have really been there, and that's all well and good. But guess what? At the end of the day, they were there, and they deserved to be there. I felt bad for their starting pitcher. I got a shout-out, uh, Texas Rangers player Mitch Garver, who who did some filling in for Adolis Garcia, who was outstanding and right in the thick of it and really, really did an amazing job. And then Corey Seager, what can you say about the MVP, the guy who won the MVP? So the Texas Rangers deservedly so win this uh, win this World Series, and they're going to come back next year and be guns a-blazing yet again because most of this team stays how they are. Yeah. Mm. I get tired of the whole... Well, yeah, but that Arizona had no business being there. Yes, folks, but funny enough, you know what? Why? They were. And that's yeah. all to it. It's it's timing, and that's just the way it is. Rocky, I want to bring up curling because the season's begun and Canada's participating in the Pan-Continental Cup. So tell us how things are going there. Yes, so we are in the latter stages of this tournament. Uh, we have... Team Canada, two Team Canada's, a men's, a women's side. On the men's side, we have Brad Gushu. On the women's side, we have Kerry Anderson and her rink. I, I got to be honest with you and tell you that Kerry Anderson and her rink look this week like they were a bit tired. And they had uh, four wins and three losses through the round robin. They're playing against the United States and going to play the uh, the for the bronze medal. Uh, they lost to Korea in a semifinal game, 8-4, to four, which they didn't look very good at all. Uh, so this is early season. I expect Gary Anderson to be right where she needs to be and be there when the time comes for the, for the season and the season of championships, which will come up with the Scotty's tournament of hearts and the world championships and things like that, but kind of a, a tough start for her on the men's side. We're looking at Brad Gushu, who had a really solid record of five and one in the, uh, round Robin and rolled through the semifinal against the United States and, is going to be going on to the gold medal game, which you can catch tomorrow afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern time, or sorry, 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And you have to catch that online because it is a streamed event. It's not on conventional television. Top five teams get an automatic berth into the world championships next season. What's your thoughts on this? I, I understand you have to draw a line somewhere. You have to say, you know, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. Both Canada, Canada's obviously have made it through. That's fine. But it's tough for these countries who say, yeah, we qualified, but yet we may not be the team that represents the, the, the country. For me, it's a tough one because it's like, 
why do we send our people back to the national championships and let those people fight it out when you could say, you know, to, in my mind, Carrie Anderson and Brad Gushu for Canada are the two best teams in Canada, no doubt. But the the quality of play in Canada and international is very tough. So the likelihood of you coming back and representing in your spot is not as easy as it may seem. Some countries do, uh, you know, allow their their people to you know go and participate. But in a in a depth field like Canada, United States, Sweden, uh, Russia, when they're allowed to play, that those are the depths of field that it's like you may not see the same team that qualified. And it's very, very hard for me to stomach. And I've been on both ends of it, guys, where it's like, yeah, we wanted to qualify. We did qualify, but maybe we didn't make it. Well, the government, when you come to funding, they look at the team that qualified, not the team that's going and representing. Wow, that could be real tight, real tough. Uh, Brock, and really a heartbreaker when you think about it, all the work that people put into it, and they may not be on that roster come Olympics time or whatever. Thanks, pal. Thank you. Brock Richardson hits us with the latest sports update from him. We do this on Fridays here on the program. Uh, Please join us next Friday when he returns to the program. Up next, there's more controversy in the audiobook world regarding AI-narrated books. This should be a great conversation presided over by Ryan Huey with the Chatty Bookshelf. Don't go away. There's more great conversation with Kelly and Ramya right around the corner. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor.